my sweet friends. I feel so fortunate that you're joining me for season two of the Failing Awesomely podcast. My hope is that you can find encouragement while listening to my personal stories of overcoming life's obstacles, whether you're chasing big dreams or just trying to make it through the day as a mama of little ones. I'm excited to bring my friends along to inspire you with their stories as well. Let's empower one another to stop selling ourselves short, stop the negative self-talk, and focus on what makes us awesome, because we all are. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God, and it's time we start believing that. Welcome back, sweet friends, to the Failing Awesomely podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Garcia, and I'm just so grateful that you're here coming back listening to a brand new episode. Last week's episode was extremely powerful and emotional, and I didn't want to just leave it at that. I want to kind of take this week to recap the episode and talk about what I have what I have experienced since my rhythm restoration session with Dr. Tiffany Tajiri. And then I kind of want to get real with y'all about my intentions for this show, for sharing my story and my friend's stories, and what I've been struggling with, not only lately, but what I've actually come to understand I've struggled with most of my life. So about last week, (laughs) I have definitely felt this cloud of guilt lift from me since my rhythm restoration with Dr. Tiffany. It has been so freeing to understand that losing my baby was not my fault and that there was a purpose for my child. And just being reminded that with Jesus, my child is perfect in heaven. And I need not fret about the fact that my child didn't get to have a full life here on this earth. And if I'm talking in circles, I realized for anybody who this might be their very first episode listening to the show, let me backtrack a little. Dr. Tiffany Tajiri is a clinical psychologist out of El Paso, Texas. She is also a USAF veteran, and she is incredible. She developed a an exercise called rhythm restoration that she does with her soldiers typically, she works a lot with soldiers who um, have been in combat and she helps them kind of work through the traumatic events in war. But it applies to anybody who has gone through a really traumatic or painful experience. So for me, my most painful experience has been the loss of my baby super quick because I recapped it last week too and I've also talked about it a few times on the show. So I apologize to anybody who is not new here, um, but bear with me as I just kind of recap this for anybody new. Back in May of 2019, my husband had a vasectomy and in October of 2019, I found out I was pregnant. It's definitely my husband's. (laughs) 
but we we got his sperm tested and um the vasectomy basically failed so we were pregnant and at first we were really shocked I was very nervous and scared because it was the first time I wasn't prepared for the pregnancy and what I mean by that is I was still drinking wine I was still eating whatever I wanted I was not taking prenatal vitamins and so I just felt like oh no I haven't prepared my body for this and now I am pregnant. But I had this overwhelming sense that God brought this child into the world for something huge and something so precious and miraculous that I I didn't really worry about that at the time. Unfortunately, when I was just two days shy of being 12 weeks pregnant, so I was I was right there, like I only had a little over a week left in my first trimester, I found out that we lost the baby. And I had to have a procedure to essentially give birth to my child because my body was not recognizing the loss. And that was very, very traumatic for me. And then less than two months later, I found out I had cancer. And the reason I found out I had cancer was because I thought that I had a clogged milk duct from giving birth to my child. I thought maybe milk had come in slowly and now there was a clog and maybe there was an infection um, because I had felt a lump in my breast that felt exactly like a clogged milk duct. So it was a clogged milk duct, but it was clogged with a tumor and it was cancer. So um, there have been a few people in my life that have said, your baby saved your life. That was your baby's purpose. And as great that their intentions might have been to say that to me and to bring me to that realization, it didn't sit well with me because my thought process was we are to save our to save and protect our children, not the other way around. So I didn't have peace about that. And now I do. Now I have such a peace about it that I, I just can't even explain. So I really encourage you, if you haven't already, go back and listen to last week's episode. I believe it's episode 44 of uh, It's My Rhythm Restoration Session with Dr. Tiffany. It is extremely emotional, but very powerful and very cool. And especially if you have struggled with a miscarriage and you have struggled with guilt over your miscarriage, I highly, highly recommend listening to that episode. And I hope it gives you comfort and strength and gives you some peace. So since that episode, I really truly have felt this weight lifted off of me. And now I can just look to the future of my eternal life with Christ and my child and and all my family members knowing that this life is is a blip. And I'm going to be eternally with my baby someday. And my baby is perfect. My baby has never had to suffer here on earth. And I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to God for that. And I'm at peace. Bottom line, I'm at peace. And I hope that anybody who has struggled in the way that I have 
with a miscarriage or possibly multiple miscarriages can come to that place of peace as well. That was my goal in sharing that very vulnerable, very personal session with Dr. Tiffany. It's all in hopes to possibly help somebody else. And next week, I'm going to be talking with my, I've actually, we've actually already recorded the episode. I talk with one of my best friends. I call her wifey and we go into why in the episode, but her name is Karen Higby and she has had two miscarriages. So next week's episode is kind of talking about miscarriages from the mother's perspective that just in some real raw ways that a lot of people don't talk about the emotions that we go through and how it affects us and how it affects our emotional and mental state and how it affects our future and what we think about our future, how we've become stronger because of it, how we have hope in the future because of what we've been through. And I think it's so important to share both of those stories for those who have struggled with the same thing. So I look forward to sharing that episode with you this next week. Sorry, next week. But now I need to get real with y'all about my intentions for this show, for sharing my story and my friends' stories and what I have been struggling with, not only lately, but what I have come to figure out. I've really struggled with my whole life. So my intentions when I started this podcast was to share my stories about my music career, the the ups and downs, the struggles of trying to make it in the music industry, what all I was able to do and what I learned and and who I am now because of it. I also wanted to share motherhood, the guilt, the struggles, the failures that you feel in motherhood on a daily basis. I wanted to share marriage, same thing, the the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the struggles, the failures, and how you overcome them and become stronger as a couple, and essentially, like the title of my podcast, fail awesomely <laughs> at life, and also mixed in with a little bit of business, entrepreneurship, kind of, you know, going after your dreams, that sort of thing. That was my intention for this podcast And truly, I was doing it as a creative outlet for me, for myself. If someone else listened to it, cool, but this was my new hobby. That is how I looked at this podcast. And I was was just doing it for me. If people liked it, cool. If people didn't, no problem. But it was was a me thing, which God then turned around to make it (laughs) so much more and turned you know, the microphone away from me, so to speak, in, in, in some ways. It's, although I'm sharing my story, it's about helping other people now. You know, as I shared in the beginning, shortly after this podcast aired, actually, no, less than two weeks before I launched this podcast, I launched this podcast on my birthday, October 30th, 2019, and on October 18th, is when I found out I was pregnant after a vasectomy. So keep in mind, I had all these ideas for this podcast and then my life drastically changed. Boom, 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 hit, 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 
within just a few months from launching this podcast. Pregnant after vasectomy, loss of the baby right before Christmas, and then I got hit with cancer. It all changed everything. And now I feel there's a deeper purpose from God for this show. I want to use it to help people going through miscarriages, cancer, recovery from alcoholism, and so much more. But truth be told, I, I struggle with this because I struggle with coming off boastful or like I'm trying to turn my pain for profit. And when I say that, I, I, I want to make sure, because it's important for me to say, no one has challenged me with my intentions, but I'm always worried that someone will think that they are not pure, that my intentions in sharing my story and sharing my life and having this podcast are not pure. And it goes back to being teased and tested as a little girl. And I, I feel like this is such a cliche thing to say that we all have like this this story from our childhood that we didn't really realize affected us into adulthood. But I, I, I think that's just because a lot of us do. A lot of us think, oh, no, that happened to me when I was a kid. And it, it now I'm, I've been over it for years. It hasn't affected me at all. And sometimes we just simply don't see it. But when I was young... I was always very theatrical. I was always very different. I, ever since I was 10 years old, I, for a long time, and on and off, not always. So when I say this, I don't mean that I literally went to school part-time, but there were many times throughout the year that I would be doing um, a, a theater show. So I had to take half days a lot for school. And I always kept up with my schoolwork. Again, this is not me being boastful. I just was very, it was very, very important to me to still get good grades and not let my teachers down. And I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't like being the girl who got to leave school. Like I, I wanted to pursue my dreams and I wanted to be in theater. I enjoyed it so much and I was so thankful that I had parents that really pushed me to, not in a good way, in a very, very healthy way. They let me do what I wanted. Um, they pushed me to follow my dreams and if I wanted to do this, then they weren't going to stop me. But I wanted to do it right. I I wanted to still be very active in school. I wanted to have strong friendships, not just in the theater, but in school as well. And that was a very hard balance for somebody really, really young. And anytime our schools would do a talent show, I always wanted to sing, not because I thought that I was the greatest thing, but just because I enjoyed it and I wanted to make people smile and I wanted to make people happy. I I honestly can say that that especially as a child, I always had the best intentions. I never was doing it in a look at me kind of way. I think a lot of the of the genuine people in my life would say that I was very kind and I wanted to be a friend to everyone. That was who I was and who I still am to this day. But even as young as 10 years old, I had girls in my class, 
and in other classes make fun of me or tear me down or make me feel like, oh, you just think you're so great because you sing and you go and and get paid to do these shows and you don't have to come to school and we don't want to be your friend today. I dealt with that so much. And once I got into middle school and high school, I really didn't I really didn't have to deal with that too much too much anymore. I really found my group of people that were proud of of what I did and 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 really loved me for me and didn't judge me and didn't make me feel bad about my talents and what I love to do. And that was very important and I'm very thankful for that, but still to this day, any time I am pursuing something, even if it's not with the intention of gaining a big following or having fans or making a bunch of money, I fear that that's what people are going to think. So I tend to not give things my all. I used to when I was younger and even into my early 20s and mid-20s, I I did whatever I could to reach my goals and because I was in a business where everybody was kind of doing the same thing, I didn't feel the pushback and I really didn't care what anybody thought back home. I knew that the people who really cared about me were cheering me on and the people who weren't cheering me on, that didn't really matter. But now I'm back in Lancaster and I've been back for almost nine years, which I can't believe. The, the end of this year will be nine years since we moved back from Nashville, which is crazy. But I feel like even though no one has said this to me, I feel like when I left the music industry and when I came home, I failed. And people probably saw, oh, well, Lindsay tried to make it. Look, she didn't even make it. She didn't do it. That stinks. And I felt like I was under a microscope again being back home. Even though I can't, I can't tell you anybody who was looking at me that way or who was even maybe commenting in certain ways that maybe came off like they were judging me. None of that was happening. It was all past experiences that were coming back up again, and I wasn't even realizing it. But ever since we've been home, it's been really hard for me to stick with my creative goals. I will do it for a little while and then I'll stop because I wonder if if one if anybody cares, two if I'm coming off high and mighty or like I'm trying to become an influencer or I'm trying to gain a bunch of followers or I'm trying to do I don't know. I don't even know the right words, but I'm I hope I'm coming off okay. I hope that this is stirring up something within you guys. Maybe maybe some of you are feeling this way too, especially those of you who are trying to build your own businesses. I know so many people who are trying to do their own thing, build their own businesses. And it's hard when you don't feel like you have the support from your community and your tight-knit group or if they're judging you. And that's kind of what I have experienced And a lot of it is self-inflicted. A lot of it I know is literally Satan 
pouring in lies into my head. I know that. But I also know by the numbers of people listening to my podcast and the number of people sharing my posts or doing it, you know, I I just, nothing about what I'm doing is growing. And I am personally, when when I really sit back and think about it, I'm like, okay, does that truly bother me? And the answer is no, it doesn't. Because I know that the 100 people who will listen to this show, they need to hear it. And those are the people that need to hear it, not the thousands that most people aim to have listening to their shows. And that's what's important to me. But where it gets twisted for me is I think, are people not listening because they think my intentions for the show are not pure? Do they think I'm just trying to build a business, build a brand, build some income, and that's why I'm sharing my story, which are all lies from the enemy. And if you are struggling with the same thing, I'm here to tell you that even though I'm struggling with it too, they are lies from the enemy. I want to read to you a passage of scripture from Paul that I just read today. I'm I'm reading 2 Corinthians, and this just spoke to me, so I, I want to share it with you. It is from 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through, sorry, I should have this prepared, 7 through 10. And it says, So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that was so powerful for me because it was just God's amazing way of telling me, just keep doing what you're doing and boast about your weaknesses because that's what you're doing. Your show is called Failing Awesomely, Lindsay. (laughs) You are talking about your struggles and the struggles of other people in hopes that you're helping somebody. So forget what anybody else thinks about your intentions and just do it. And focus on that. And it just gave me such a peace about it because it's one of the reasons why I haven't been consistent with my episodes. I've gone weeks or months without releasing an episode. And I have gone weeks and months without posting to social media. Not because I don't want to and that I don't have something to say and I don't have something that God's laid on my heart, but because... I fear if I'm too consistent, what are people going to think I'm trying to do? And I'm done with that. I've got to let it go. And if you're struggling with that too, it's time to let it go. Don't, on the flip side of that though, don't be so fixated on goals. Be fixated on, Lord, What will you have me do today? What will you have me say? What will you have me share? Because if that's where your heart starts, 
it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about it. It only matters what God thinks about it. And God will bring the people who are supposed to hear your message to you, whether it's through Instagram, through a podcast, through Facebook, through walking down the street. I don't know. But God will use you if you just ask him to direct your steps. And it sounds simple enough because guess what? It is. When you're able to let go of all the crap, all the lies, and focus on him, it is plain and simple. And you can be a better mom, a better wife, a better business person, a better neighbor, a better daughter, a better friend, a better sister, a better brother, whatever. You can be better at all the hats you wear if your number one is the Lord. If your intentions start with him and your love is poured into him first, he guides every single part, other part of your life in the best, beautiful way. And that doesn't mean that something isn't going to happen in your day to derail it a little bit. We live here on earth. We're going to deal with it. But there is joy and there is hope and there is a peace about whatever comes your way. And I've talked about that so much because, you know, when you're when you're hit with the loss of a child, especially when you think it's all your fault, and then you get diagnosed with cancer, it's a lot. <laughs> But the peace and the grace that God has shown me and given to me is something that I can never shut up about. And I don't want to shut up about it. So I'm here for the long haul, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to be on the ride with me, awesome. And if you don't, that's totally okay. And if you know anybody in your life that might benefit from hearing any of my episodes, or in anything that I share on social media, it would be wonderful if you would share it in the name of Jesus. Not sharing it because I asked you to, not sharing it because you're trying to be a pushy friend or family member, but sharing it because Christ is leading you to do that, that would be awesome. But if he doesn't, don't. That's the beauty of it. Just let him lead you. If you let him lead you, you don't have to worry about anything. It's incredible. That that kind of freedom, you just there are no words for it. And I pray that everybody listen listening to this can get there. Just like I'm getting there. And I'm still a work in progress. And I will admit that time and time again. I am still a work in progress. I still need reminded all the time. And that's why I wanted to share that today in this episode. Because I think there's a lot more people than me who need to hear that. Whether or not you are an entrepreneur yourself or if you're a stay-at-home mom, this is another huge thing that I wanted to talk about today. For years, ever since I had Andrew... I have struggled with the idea of just being a stay-at-home mom in a world where being a mother and a homemaker isn't enough anymore. At least it doesn't seem that way. We all now are expected to build passive income 
for our families while still being the rock star wife and mom and homemaker. And we just can't do it all. (laughs) We put way too much on ourselves. So whether you are a stay-at-home mom, so let me say this, for all the stay-at-home moms, if right now you are in the thick of it and all you can take on is being a present mother to your children, do just that. Let the Lord lead you. Go to him first and let him lead you to be the best, most present mother for your kids. If there are still dishes in the sink at the end of the day, don't worry about them. Go to bed so that you can wake up and be a better mother in the morning. Now, if keeping your house clean and tidy is important to you, that's okay. Ask the Lord for ways to be able to give your children activities to do so that you can focus on that. Because I know for me, you know, for me personally, and my husband's probably going to kill me for saying this, my husband, first off, let me just say, is the most wonderful man in the world. He is truly the best provider, the best, most present husband and father. And I'm so grateful that he's mine. I'm so grateful that God brought us together. But he being, and I don't, I I feel like the Enneagram would be like a really good um, way to kind of figure each other out. And I have yet to ask him to take the Enneagram test. So I don't know what number he is, but my husband doesn't necessarily need cleanliness, but he likes order and organization. And when he is living in chaos for too long, it's not okay. (laughs) Where I really appreciate cleanliness but not necessarily order. So we we are like two op we are definitely opposites when it comes to that. But I really try to balance order and cleanliness for the both of us. But at the end of the day, if that doesn't happen, you know, my kids are five and two. So if at the end of the day that doesn't happen, I do not beat myself up over it. Well, that's a lie. Sometimes I do, but I'm really, really trying hard not to. And I'm trying to create a good balance with my husband for us to work together while he's home to do more organization, get more things done that make him happy so that it's not all falling on my shoulders as the one staying at home. And that's an important conversation to have with your spouse if you're struggling with the same things. If you are feeling like too much is piled on your shoulders and too much is piling on your plate, you got to talk about it. You've, you've got to let go of some of that. That's got to fall onto somebody else's shoulders. That can't all be on you. So don't let it be. And two, if you are a working mother, a mother who has a nine to five job, and you are probably like so many on Instagram, seeing all these moms killing it in business or coming off like they're killing it in business while still being able to stay at home with their kids and they have a perfect clean house and they have dinner on the table every night 
they're doing all these grocery hauls and then a Nordstrom sale haul and they're doing all these awesome things. Let me tell you, they are struggling. They are struggling just like everybody. And you are a rock star for going to work every day and providing for your family. You are a rock star and you are, your kids are going to see that and they are going to grow up knowing what hard work looks like because of you. So do not beat yourself up over having a job for your family to provide for your family instead of being at home for your kids. And stay-at-home moms, don't beat yourself up for not having a passive income to help out your family so it's not just on your husband or your partner, whoever. We all need to give ourselves grace and believe what God says about us because God says we are strong. God says we are worthy. God says although we make mistakes because of Christ, we are made whole and we will someday be in heaven perfect with him. And that is what is important. We just have to, we, we can't put too much on ourselves. We've got to live our lives in the best way possible to be present and clear-minded to follow the path that God has laid out for us. So I hope that this message, although I rambled a ton, <laughs> is encouraging to someone. And I hope it helps. I would love to hear from you guys about what you're struggling with. Maybe even something that you would like me to talk about on the show. I would really love to start getting your input and to start really having conversations about what we're struggling with, especially as women and as mothers and and, and anything you would want to hear. Maybe there's something about cancer that I have yet to talk about. Maybe there's something about sobriety that I have yet to talk about. Maybe there's something about Christianity that I have, I, I'm, there's a lot I, have, I haven't talked about as far as Christian. I mean, that you could go till the end of time. But if there is anything, marriage, motherhood, anything that you would like to hear on this show, please let me know. And please go out into the world today asking the Lord to guide your steps and let him lead you and rest in knowing that he will make your path straight. Be well, be awesome. <laughs>